This, this is the Second, Second Story Podcast. Welcome back to the Second Story Podcast. I'm Max Spitz. Regular listeners to the podcast will know by now that these introductions often involve me sharing an anecdote from my own life that relates to the episode's featured story. However, this week that would be a bit difficult because this week's story is one of my own. I'm very excited to be sharing it with you all. Recorded live in Chicago in July 2021, Second Story is proud to present Falling Up. I'm sitting in an open-air bus with 10 friends and family members and about 40 strangers. The bus weaves its way up a dirt road carved into a thick Costa Rican forest. Despite the cloying humidity, we are stylishly bedecked in plastic helmets, heavy-duty gloves, and complex harnesses from which dangle carabiners and pulley-like contraptions. You probably have a picture in your head of Costa Rica. Beautiful scenery, incredible food, tons of tourists. But there's one activity that defines the Costa Rican tourist experience. Ziplining. In order to fully understand my situation, you need to know that I'm scared of heights. I'm not embarrassed about it. Fear of heights is the second most common fear in America, second only to public speaking, which I, thankfully considering the circumstances, don't suffer from. But we were in Costa Rica, so I was going to be a big, strong 15-year-old and go ziplining. Sitting on that bus, the reality of the situation began to seep in. To calm myself, I repeated a mantra in my head. I'm going to be fine. It's going to be fun. The bus stopped and we filed out into the forest. We were joined by our guides, a group of young Costa Rican men in official zipline uniforms, cargo pants and t-shirts. They informed us that we would hike another 20 minutes to get up to the first line. There are two key words in that sentence. Up, our zipline adventure would begin so high that the final path is too steep for cars. And first, when you zipline in America, it's usually one long line at summer camp or maybe Las Vegas if you're in a romantic comedy. Here, we would fly from treetop to treetop across 15 separate lines, with another hike in the middle to regain altitude. <laughs> Our group gathered around a demonstration area with a 10-foot line strung about six feet off the ground. The guides explained how ziplining works. The pulley on our harness latched onto the line to wheel us down. The carabiners attached safety lines at each platform while they switched the pulley from line to line. Oh, and I wasn't being metaphorical when I said treetop to treetop. We would be taking off from and landing on small wooden platforms built directly into the forest. Like someone was building a treehouse and quit after the floor. Our guides offered key pieces of advice. Use one of your gloved hands to steady yourself by grasping the line behind you. I'm gonna be fine. Never place a hand in front of the pulley unless you wanna lose it. It's gonna be fun. Watch the guide at the far end. They may signal you to grab the line and slow yourself down. Wait, we're responsible for keeping ourselves from plowing into a tree? Cool, 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 cool. Now, my parents are perceptive folks. I can be in another state and they'll know if I'm worried. So I'm sure you can respect why they told me I'd be going first. 
to make sure that I go at all. After a short run on the practice wire, the crowd prepared for the first platform. It sat atop a tree with a long, rusted metal staircase spiraling its way up. I'm gonna be fine, I start to climb. It's gonna be fun! From above me, I hear excited whoops and cheers of strangers flying off into the green. I'm gonna be fine. For the briefest moment, I break the cardinal rule and look down. My stomach disappears. But my parents are right behind me, and there's at least 20 more people behind them, so I've got to keep moving. I reach the platform, and the worker takes my pulley in his hand, moves to attach it to the wire, and... it doesn't reach. He tries again, but comes up short. He looks at me and says... Jump. Jump? Jump. <laughs> no. He nods, jump. I jump. In one swift expert motion, he attaches my pulley to the line, holds me in place just long enough to adjust my weight and lets me go. And I'm gone. One hand behind my head so I don't spin and the other by my gut where the pulley connects. The first line is so short, I almost immediately see the guide. He's signaling me to slow down. So I grab that wire as quick as I can and I slow down. In fact, I stop about three feet from the platform I was supposed to land on. So with my dad about to barrel down the line behind me, I turn sideways and pull myself to the platform. I feel solid wood under my feet for the briefest of moments as the guide hooks me to the safety line, detaches my pulley, pushes me to the next guide, and then jump. The next hour is a blur of green leaves and blue sky and wind and fear and joy. As I fly from line to line, the forest parts to reveal its beauty. I see the landscape from an angle that only birds usually experience. As the lines get longer and longer, there's more time where I can't see anyone else and it's just me and the forest. And I find myself able to breathe mid-flight able to just see the world around me, able to feel my stomach again, because I am fine, because it is fun. And then after a final line so long, I can't even begin to fathom how they strung it, it's over. We walk down a short path to the buses and ride back to the gift shop. Unknown to us, there was a photographer capturing everyone at the end of the first line. We purchase all four photos. My parents and sister immortalized in perfect form, flying through the air, smiling. And me, stopped, turned sideways, shimmying along the wire before my dad crashes into me. I'm still scared of heights, but I know how to get through it. I'm a set designer and a carpenter, and when it's my idea to put the cast on eight-foot-high platforms, it becomes my responsibility to test them for safety. If I don't show my team that I trust my work, I can't expect them to trust it either. For me, being afraid of heights isn't about the height. It's about the falling. That moment when everything underneath you that should be solid isn't. But sometimes, the world might tell you to jump. And if you listen, you won't fall. You'll fly. 
This story was curated by Amanda Delheimer and directed by Lexi Saunders with music and sound design by Mariana Green. The Second Story podcast is produced by Max Spitz. Second Story is located in the traditional homelands of the Council of the Three Fires, the Odawa, Ojibwe, and Potawatomi Nations. Our programming is made possible by the MacArthur Fund for Arts and Culture at the Richard H. Driehaus Foundation, the Paul M. Angel Family Foundation, the Gaylord and Dorothy Donnelly Foundation, Illinois Arts Council Agency, Innovation 80, the Lupo Family, Eric Rothstein and Gina Wamek, Athene Karras and Thomas Applegate, James Lupo, Jessica Wetmore, Jeffrey and Joan Goldwater, Katie and Peter Hauser, and many generous individuals like you. I'm Max Spitz, and this, this is the Second, Second Story Podcast.